1: And welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Along with Donnie Cage. Donnie Cage, Donnie Cage, Donnie Cage. How's it going,
0: brother? That's my name, and don't wear it out. It's going great, though. That's fine, brother.
1: By the way, congratulations to Mr. Hulk Hogan on his wedding. He's now married again for the third time. And uh, you know, wish him all the well. He's seventy years old and uh she looks like she's in her twenties, so (laughs) You know, brother, they say the third time down the Hulksters aisle is the charm. I'll take these twenty-two inch pythons. All right. Anyways folks, this is your first time listening to the show. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We are on some of these platforms. We're on all these platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. Also, Mr. Cage is a co host of another podcast that, he, uh, that airs on YouTube. Go ahead
0: and tell him about that show, sir. Yes, if you want to listen to all of the episodes that we've done to date for the Uncaged Voice podcast, just visit our YouTube channel. It is co hosted by myself, Jigsaw Jester. And Top Tier Rated, and we talk about all sorts of pop culture and entertainment topics.
1: Yes, get a chance to check it out. Also, if you're into politics, current events, news, interesting interviews, you can check out the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I do host that show. Now, we did drop an episode uh, yesterday. We were kind of in on a break, I guess you could say. Uh, not a wanted break, but anyways. We're on a break for a little bit, but we are back, and there's going to be a special report. I'm hoping to drop it. It's, this, is, this report here, and I'm saying this because I know some of you guys are listening that are that, uh, normally joining the show over there, and we appreciate you guys joining both shows. We absolutely do. But this next episode is very important. Very important. It's called the Sunday Law Transition 2025. You guys get a chance. I know some of you do. You like to do a little bit of research before we have that episode because it's, uh, it's pretty eye-opening and uh, pretty shocking. So, all right. And uh, let's see, if you ever want to be a guest on this show, you can always e- – or you have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. Also, in our description below – is our merch shop and social media links and all that good stuff. So be sure to check that out as well. All right, so let's get into today's show. Uh, Let's start off with a little bit of raw results. Alright, so the first match we had the two big guys go head-to-head, and now these are not in any particular order, by the way. Uh, the two big guys go head-to-head, and that is Bronson Reed versus Big Guy Otis. And we kind of know how that match was going to end. Otis is a funny character. Uh, he's uh, he's he's always been, I think he's been more of a comedi- uh, comedian than an actual wrestler. So I didn't think that he had a chance in this match. And, well, he didn't. Uh, And then the other match was uh, uh, Champa, And he took on Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium. And he defeated Mr. Kaiser. Straight up, even with a little bit of, uh, you know, shenanigans from uh, Kaiser's partner, tag team partner. But, yeah, so both of those matches they were they were okay. I, I thought the Ciampa match was, and Kaiser was more believable in a better match. Uh, man, Ciampa can still go, and uh, now him going against Gunther for the Intercontinental title makes a heck of a lot more sense than the little guy from Alpha Academy going against Gunther for his <laughs> Intercontinental
0: title. So,
1: yeah. That makes more sense. I can live with that. Your thoughts on those two matches?
0: The Bronson-Reed-Otis match was pretty much a uh, a given who was going to win that. I mean, uh, Bronson-Reed, it seems like they are starting to finally give him a little bit of a push and gain some momentum. So I'm not surprised by this. Otis, like you said, he has always been more of a comedy act than a serious wrestler. The only time I can remember that they were Trying to promote him as a little bit of a sort of like a heavy who could who liked to throw his weight around and beat people up was when Alpha Academy was first formed back on their days on SmackDown. But uh, so not surprised that Bronson Reed won here. The Kaiser Champa match. Also not surprised to see Champa win. And to be honest, if they're setting up a Champa Gunther match, I'm um, I'm there for it. I I know these two have wrestled each other before. In fact, I think. Back when Gunther, when he was still known as Walter, when he was the NXT UK champion, I think at one point in time they they wrestled one another for that title. I think it was an NXT Takeover event a while back. So I would I would not be against seeing the two of them mix it up once again.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, I think that they did. You, I think you're absolutely right. They did fight. Uh I can't remember I think it was over the UK world title actually that Gunther was undefeated for for so long. And uh let's see, uh uh Dragonoff Dragonoff or however you pronounce his name, he is the one that actually ended up uh dethroning Gunther uh from that title. He was actually Walter back then, but anywho, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see, let's move on here. Tegan Knox was back on the show. After not being allowed to wrestle Becky Lynch last week, Vince McMahon never did get the full story on that, but he pulled her from the match. Anywho, uh, she will get a chance to face Becky Lynch for the NXT title now, as yesterday she defeated, or last night she defeated, uh, Natalya. Yeah. Tegan Knox defeated Natalya. First of all, this is one of those matches where I don't even have to be in the same room, don't care. But... I respect the Hart family long enough and Natalia's had such a long run on the WWE. Don't quite understand why she's always losing now. I understand putting younger talent over. I get it, but she's always lo- ever since Rhea Ripley destroyed her at that pay-per-view. She has just, she's just, I don't know. She's more like a jobber these days. It's weird. Very weird. Us. Uh, Speaking of fantastic and wonderful champions, Dominic Mysterio defended his NXT North American title against Dragon Lee. And your winner, and still, WWE NXT North American champion, Dirty Dom. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on the, I thought that was a great match. Glad to see Dom keep, keep his title. By the way, he made history. He made history last night. He's the only wrestler that has defended the WWE NXT North American title on Raw twice. Boom. Your thoughts on those two matches, sir.
0: So, uh, as far as the women's match, I do agree with you, Kentucky guy. It's even though I'm not expecting a significant push for Natalia at this stage in her career. Um, you know, I, um, you know, you still expect better treatment for, from her. And it's not to knock Tegan Knox, but it's just like, she hasn't been featured significantly on TV recently, and for her to pick up a win over Natalia, and now suddenly she's the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship, I don't know, it's just just kind of strange to me. But, um, you know, it is what it is, and it looks like we're going to see the Tegan Knox becky Lynch match uh, very soon, so... Be interesting to see how the the two of them, what kind of a match they have. Now, as far as the Dominic Mysterio-Dragon Lee match, Dragon Lee looked very impressive. I know that he's a guy who's toured all around the world prior to coming to NXT. He was in New Japan at one point. So he's a a well-recognized, you know, international star. And okay, Dominic Mysterio, first guy to ever defend the NXT North American Championship successfully on Raw, twice. Oh, oh, Dominic, you defended it twice. I'm so impressed. Dirty Dom's time's going to come, Kentucky guy. It's just a matter of time. Someone's going to have his number one of these days.
1: Yeah, well, you just watch your mouth, buddy, or I'll send him into your home about that. (laughs) All right, so let's see, where are we at? We have, uh, oh, we have your favorite wrestler. I just returned, Nia Jax faced Zoe Stark. Nia Jax won the match. Nia Jax is in a little bit of trouble. Now, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking this is a work, but I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But when she came in last week on Raw, not this week, but last week, and interfered in that uh, tag team match with Shayna Baszler, she actually hurt Chelsea Green and Chelsea Green is threatening all over Twitter to file papers that have her lawyer contact the company and blah blah blah. Now, I don't know if this, this is, a, I mean, this goes right in line with Chelsea Green's Karen character. So it could be a work, could, um, but we do know that's why we hate seeing this woman back in the ring that Nia Jax is a dangerous wrestler. She sucks. She doesn't know how to do the moves properly and she hurts people for real. And she's just a big girl that just doesn't know what she's doing. She's lost. So, Chelsea Green, I mean, they have a, if this is a work, it's very smart because it actually has us believing it, a lot of people believing it because this is right up Nia Jax's line. (laughs) So, next match, speaking of idiots in the ring, uh, we had uh, Drew McIntyre. And uh, he faced Kofi Kingston. And, of course, he beat Kofi Kingston. And, of course, one of the Viking Raiders attacked Kofi Kingston after the match. And, of course, Drew McIntyre just walked away. I told you guys from the very beginning, he's a piece of crap. Always has been. Always will be. Get him off my television set. Please. Your thoughts, sir.
0: Well, you know, the Nia Jax thing... Look, we both agreed Kentucky guy bringing her back is a mistake. It's only a matter of time before she seriously injures an opponent. Um, and why? And again, why you're feeding one one half of the women's tag team champs to, um, to Nia Jax. I have no idea, especially when it's someone like Chelsea Green, who actually has talent. She shouldn't receive treatment like this. But once again, it is what it is. It's not my call. I'm not on the creative team. Um but then as far as Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, I mean, you know, this this match was fine for what it was. It's obviously meant to further the storyline of Drew McIntyre turning mm-hmm. heel, which I am there for. You know, he had become pretty stale as a babyface, so I'm excited to see what direction they take him now. And then obviously they're also continuing the Viking Raiders New Day storyline, which to be perfectly honest, I'm not really invested in that, even though I'm a fan of the Viking Raiders.
1: Yeah, um... I was actually, and I know this is going to sound bad because people think, oh, you hate them, but no, I like them, not as the Viking Raiders, but I like them. I was kind of hoping they they would have got cut so they could go somewhere and actually have a a meaningful career with wins, actual wins. Trust me, it's not a bad, I'm not, there's all kinds of people hiring out there and uh, they have enough talent. They're not going to be. If they were cut, and they're they're not, they're not, by the way, they've not been cut, but if they were cut, they wouldn't be without a job. As soon as their non-compete thing was over, boom, boom. They'd be right back at it. Somebody would pick them up very, very fast. Anyways, uh, we have the Judgment Day. Uh, Priest and uh, Finn Balor defending their title, the Undisputed Tag Team titles, against former champs, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. This match stowed the show. Of course, it was the main event match. It should have been the main event match, but it stowed the show. It stowed the show. It was great. There were so many close pinfall. I didn't know which way this was going to go. I really didn't, and I cannot wait for this rematch at Fastlane. Uh, I, I just, you know, the Judgment Day retained their title. And I know you guys are thinking, well, I didn't think that they would, you know, change titles on Raw. Why? It's happened, especially after AEW Dynamite last week, where he had two significant title changes on a regular show. Well, you don't think Triple H watches or pays attention to what happens on AEW and it's not a direct competition? Of course he does. I don't care if he gets on TV and swears on a stack of Bibles. Of course he watches them. Well, he may not watch the show, but he knows the outcome. And uh, he's got people that do it for him. Let's put it that way. He knows what's going on. His finger's on the pulse of the wrestling business. Anyways, judgment day, congratulations. Uh, You know, they retained their title, and they should have. But it was close. It was weird. A lot of falls. And then one last thing, and I'll let you talk about both segments. This is the last thing that happened. Uh, Rollins asked the fans to... (laughs) Seth Rollins asked his fan to sing his song, and they did. And then he said, if Shinzei Nakamura should accept my challenge for Fastlane, uh, they should sing his song even louder. Well, the crowd did sing it again, but it didn't seem like it was louder. I don't know. Uh, Nakamura did finally come outside, and he he answered Seth Rollins' challenge. He accepted it, but he also put a stipulation in there, and now that matchup Fastlane. It's going to be a last man standing match. Seth Rollins, all he had to do was say, I accept the last man standing stipulation. But no, he just cut a long promo talking and teasing and that this might be his last match in the WWE and so forth because of his back and he never really accepted it yet. So I don't know what's happening there. Uh, it's not been advertised as a last man standing match yet that I've seen. So I don't know, but if this match is a last man standing match, I'm worried for Seth Rollins. Got to be, got to be, got to be worried about him keeping his title. Not that he can't beat Shinsei. He's proven that time and time again. Just, uh, I don't
0: know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, your thoughts on those two, sir, those two segments? Well, first to comment on the Seth Rollins uh, segment, um, I saw an interesting uh, comment today on a, on a um, it, it, was, it was some sort of chat, I think it was on Facebook, uh, it was a wrestling chat, and they were talking about, it's kind of reached that point now where in addition to needing to take time off just for his long-term health, Seth Rollins is should potentially lose here to Shinsuke Nakamura so that he can be off of television for a few months and maybe come back and reinvent himself again, which we've seen time and time again he's a master of. And and I wouldn't necessarily be against that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Seth should 100% lose his title here, but it's definitely a possibility. Especially when you factor in that this might be a last man standing match. Which means anything goes. Which means, you know, Shinsuke could beat him with the help of another wrestler potentially. Some outside interference. Because because it's basically no holds barred in a last man standing match. So lots of possibilities there. The tag team title match was great. It's what you want in a title match. There was drama. There was near falls. And we know that this we're going to see this match again at Fastlane, and and I'll, and I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a rematch. But like you said, Kentucky guy, I will agree with you. Keeping the belts on Judgment Day was the right call.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know they <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, you know they've still got a a decent storyline going, but they're not the story right now. They're not they were they were, uh, when, uh, you know, when they first won the belts because, you know, they just same Zayn Zane just left, um, uh, the, the bloodline and all that just happened. So yeah, um, they're not now though. They're not the story. And, uh, the judgment day is they are the story. All right. So folks, uh, we are uh, actually going to have a shorter program today than normal, but we want to go ahead and go over and make our predictions for AEW Wrestle Dream twenty twenty three that'll be happening October first this Sunday. So let's uh let's make our predictions because it's a long show and it's gonna take the rest of the episode to do it. So here we it- go. All right, so let's get into this. Brian Danielson takes on Zach Saber Jr., the Kentucky guy, and some a lot of these matches I don't have a lot to elaborate on them. I'm just going to make a prediction because uh, we we know what the build up to a lot of these are. Some of them we don't, some of them we do. Uh, but the Kentucky guy I picks, believe it or not, because I do not like Zach Saber. Brian Danielson, to win this match. What say you, sir?
0: I am shocked by your prediction, Kentucky guy. I never thought I would live to see the day that you would predict that Brian Danielson would win a match. I know. I know. Well, I, I i mean, I respect Zack Sabre Jr. He's a great technical wrestler, but I have to go with the American Dragon in this one. He's at his home. It's his hometown crowd. It only makes sense to have him go over here. I think it's going to be a tough match, a hard-fought match for both guys, but I'm going with Brian Danielson. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I just sorry I had a bad taste in my mouth after I just did that, but uh, okay. So uh, next match: Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland's come a long ways. He has. He's got a great faction and and all that good stuff, but. Man, Adam Page is now, you know, he's, he's the uh, Ring of Honor Trios champion with the elite. Adam Page is the elite now. He's back. There's no reason why he should not win this match. So I'm picking Adam Page. What say you?
0: Agreed. Swerve Strickland has definitely come a long way in the last few months. He's, we, we, we knew even back during his days in WWE that he was a, that he was a great talent. And I have no doubt he's going to continue to get better and better. But I don't see him beating Hangman Adam Page here. So my prediction is Adam Page.
1: FTR faces the Aussie Open for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. You know, FTR, or uh, not FTR, but Aussie Open, they had a... uh, They they shocked everybody when they won the Ring of Honor titles. They're not going to shock anybody at this pay-per-view. They're not going to beat FTR. I'm sorry. The people, the, the team that's going to take those titles, it's going to be one of two teams. It's either going to be the Young Bucks, and it's not going to be them now because they're part of the trio Ring of Honor Championship uh, team. So I think it's going to be the Golden Bullet Club. It's going to be the ones that finally take those titles. And I don't mean the guns. I'm <laughs> I'm talking about Jay White and Juice Robinson. So FTR is my pick for this match. What say you? I would agree.
0: Um, Aussie Open, definitely a young, up-and-coming team um, with a lot of potential for the future, but they're not going to be the ones to to beat FTR. FTR is going to retain.
1: And then another tag match for the Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Team titles. We have the current champions, Adam Cole and MJF. And that is I'm Better Than You, Baby, versus The Righteous. I really like this Righteous. They kind of remind me of the Bray Wyatt, the older Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, where he, the family, but I do not think uh, the colon MJF has not, they've not had the titles long enough to, to actually uh, lose them or to split. So
0: I've got to say that, uh, yeah, I'm better than you, baby. What do you say? Yeah, this is not. They're not going to lose the titles. Better than you, baby, is going over here. There's no doubt about it.
1: Well, you just keep piggybacking off of me. I mean, I see, you know, uh, you're a little cheater.
0: Yeah, well, right okay. now, right there are many surprises on this card. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> Especially to be so long. This is a long pay-per-view, man. Uh, Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers. Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, versus the Don... Alias family, which is Tuxata, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. I have to say that the Don Callis family, even though I love Kenny Omega, I love Chris Jericho, I have to say Don is going to, his family is going to win this. They just seem to always have two steps ahead of these guys. And now you bring Will offspring into the mix, one of the best wrestlers out there today.
0: I mean... Kind of a no-brainer. Who do you pick? I'm going with the Golden Elite. Who do you think I'm going to pick? Golden Elite and and the GOAT.
1: I didn't think you liked Golden Elite.
0: <laughs> you mean the Golden anybody, Lovers? Anybody who has a brain likes the Golden Elite.
1: The Golden Lovers, sir. <laughs> the Golden Lovers. Uh, Christian Cage takes on Darby Allin for the TNT Championship belt. Three out, two out of three falls match. Darby Allen's going to get his belt back. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Luchasaurus turns against Christian because he pinned him, and took his title. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless this guy wants to go around as the complete biggest dummy in the wrestling. But no, I think he's going to he's going to do something to cost Christian the match. Maybe uninvertently, and then Christian gets mad and slaps him after the match is over, and then he, the big guy, you know, power bombs him or whatever. But I think Darby's going to get his uh, belt back. Uh, your your prediction,
0: Kentucky guy. I am very disappointed in you. You are actually betting against Captain Charisma to win this match.
1: Well, the re- the way he won it, the belt, I didn't care much for.
0: But but he's a heel. What do you what do you expect him to win? Clean uh, clean as a whistle? Nah, he no. Won no, no I, he
1: won clean. He won clean. He pinned his <laughs> own guy though.
0: <laughs> I'm still I'm still gonna say that Christian Cage is uh, his experience is gonna be the factor in this match, and he's gonna win this two out of three falls.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you picked him. I mean, you know, that's your boy. Now here's your other boy, your favorite wrestler, Eddie Kingston who is, <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing, who is the current Ring of Honor champion, will be facing the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Open Weight Champion. Wait a minute. That's what kind of match. Oh, he holds both of those belts. Wow. Anyways, he's going against uh, Shibata. Shibata? Shibata, yeah. Uh, bye-bye, Eddie Kingston. For the love of God. It doesn't say he's defending. Are they defending? Yeah, he's defending both titles. Okay. Uh, yeah, I look for Shabbat to win. Uh, and I know that people are like, Oh, he ain't had the title that long. Dude, he's a plumber. He's not a wrestler. Come on. The guy, the guy looks like any guy who's been mowing his lawn. I'm talking about in his wrestling gear. It looks like any guy that was out mowing his lawn, needed to go to the gas station, you see him at the gas pump, filling up a gas can for $2. That's, that's what he is. Your thoughts?
0: Listen, Kentucky, I, I agree with every single thing you said about Shibata. He he looks more like a champion, a guy who could carry these titles with, you know, a, re- a real sense of honor. Not to steal the ring of honor, but I mean, I mean it's true. But there's, there's one thing I've learned uh, as of late. Tony Khan is a big Eddie Kingston fanboy, hence why he signed him to a, to a contract extension. So, I would not be surprised if Eddie Kingston walks away the winner of this match. So, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say this, I think Eddie Kingston's going to win here. Wow. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I,
1: didn't th- I never thought I'd be putting your name down next to Eddie Kingston. That's crazy. Uh, okay, next match. Chris Statlander defends her TBS championship title against Julia Hart. I'm going with Julia Hart. Julia Hart has really impressed me, like especially in uh, singles competition, the last few times I've seen her. Uh, your choice, sir.
0: Yes, 100% agree. She's come a long way. Give Julia Hart the TBS championship. She's also my pick. Hey, you know, look,
1: Nobody likes Chris Stedlander. She's done nothing with that belt. And, uh, you know, no matter how hard the commentators, like Tony Schiavone and them, try to act like she's, everybody knows that she's not, you know, the brightest knife in the drawer. So, anyways, Julia Hart, yeah, I mean, they gave up the trio champion in, in uh, her faction. Yeah, give her the give her the belt. She deserves it. And then the final match, and buddy, I tell you what, this is uh this is a, a doozy. This is for the number become the number one or to have a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks are going against the Guns versus the Lucha Brothers versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Why in the world does Hook take on a partner like Orange Cassidy? I don't ever know. But guess what? I got to go with the Young Bucks. Have to. Actually, you know what? I'm changing that. Sorry. I was going with the Young Bucks until they won the Trios Championship. (laughs) That just happened, by the way, on uh, Rampage. So, I'm not going with them. I'm actually going to go with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that makes more sense to me.
0: Yeah, Lucha Brothers. What do you say, sir? I'm actually still going to go with the Young Bucks Kentucky guy because who's to say they can't win another set of belts somewhere down the line? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, don't forget uh, uh,
1: one of the Lucha Brothers, uh, Phoenix, he's the uh, international
0: champion now. So I just, uh, uh, <laughs> what's that? Now, also, I was just going to say the combination of Orange, Cassidy, and Hook as a tag team. Orange, excuse me, Hook just teamed with RVD the other night on Rampage, if I remember correctly. Oh. Or, my, or Collision, sorry. I think it was Collision. Um, it was Collision. So I, I personally think Hook and Orange, Cassidy being tag team partners, that was a typo. But for some reason, they decided to just leave it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go with it, even though these two have never really teamed together. <laughs>
1: Yep. So I want to go, folks, over uh, real quick, like uh, go over a a headline, maybe two, just really quick. Not going to get real deep into it. Just want to let you guys continue to know, keep you in the loop on what's happening. Triple H wants a 33 year old star to carry on the legacy after Bray Wyatt's death. So the head of creative Triple H reportedly wants a wrestler to carry on the legacy of Bray Wyatt. Of course, we know Bray Wyatt passed in August twenty fourth, twenty twenty three, at a young thirty six years of age. He uh, left a legacy behind him that will live on forever in the annals of wrestling history. Uh, his tragic death left fans, and I'm one of them, and Mister Cage is too. We were just dumbstruck and grief, and just confused. And it was it, it. I'm just now, like last week, started to really wrap my head around like what happened. Like we're actually not going to see him again. It's just man. But anyways, as for uh, uh, Zero News, News Report Triple H wants White's brother Bo Dallas to carry on the legacy. And the Uncle Howdy character is seemingly not history. Checked out the tweet below. And right here it is. Quote, Uncle Howdy may not be done either. Source, source has told today Triple H wants Bo Dallas to carry on the legacy and is willing to give him the proper opportunity to do so. Talks are ongoing. Uh, but one to keep an eye out for is to keep an eye out for this after Survivor Series going forward. A huge possibility we may see him show up in December or January. So I, I, I definitely thought that that was something interesting that I wanted you guys to, uh wanted you guys to know about it because I know that you guys come here for a lot of the news. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's not earth-shattering news, but it is pretty important because I think that's uh, very, very interesting. And then one other thing, and I'll let Mr. Cage comment on both of them. Mandy Rose is open to returning to wrestling if the right call comes around. So she spoke with TMZ for a new interview where she discussed her uh, WWE life after wrestling. Uh, she was released due to the adult contact posted on her fan time page back in, uh, de- uh, December. And, uh, you know, and they made her drop the NXT women's title against, uh, Roxanne Pierce in a post, uh, deadline episode of NXT TV over that month. Anyways, she says it's been amazing. Uh, she's had a lot of fun. However, you know, doing her photo shoots and, and spicy content and whatever, uh, it's been a blessing. How can you call that? Anyways, anyways, she says it's been fun. I'm going to just use my own words. It's been amazing, but she does miss WWE, WWE's amazing platform. And at the end of the day, if she got the right call, she loves being in control of her future, but she would probably go back. She hinted around. So I thought that was interesting as well. So uh, your two thoughts on those last uh, two last headlines, sir.
0: Well, you know, the Mandy Rose thing, Kentucky guy, I mean, at the end of the day, we talked about this a while back when it happened that, you know, were they a little out of line, outright firing her from the company? Maybe, I mean, in order to send a message, they could have gone with a simple suspension and said, you know, you need to remove your controversial content before we bring you back to TV, and maybe they could have come to some sort of middle ground so they wouldn't have had to fire her, because Mandy Rose was showing a lot of improvement in NXT, uh, especially compared to the work she had done on the main roster. But, you know, and again, I do laugh when she uses the phrase, oh, it's been a blessing and everything to do this, and I'm just kind of like, is that the the word I would necessarily use? Probably not. Yeah, she's (laughs) nasty. (laughs) Yo, nasty thing. (laughs) But, you know, Whatever floats your boat, as the old saying goes. Um, You know, as far as whether we'll see her back in WWE someday, you never say never in the business. And I mean, other than the fact that she put up, uh, you know, racy content, did she really burn bridges per se while she was there? Probably not. I'm sure they can. They would sooner bring someone like her back than other superstars who've had much more, um, many more issues over the years, let's just say. But moving on to the uh, story about that you mentioned about Uncle Howdy, you know, it would be an interesting way to sort of keep the legacy of Bray Wyatt alive, if you will, if they were to bring that character back to TV, because we never really got the answers as to who he was, what his goals were, what his connection to Bray Wyatt was. He was just this mysterious, creepy figure that, you know, kept uh, kept interrupting Bray's promos and doing these weird stunts. So, I, I mean, I'd be curious to see what they would do with the character if they brought him back.
1: Yeah, I think it would be uh, amazing. I think it would be amazing. Uh, I, I would just like, I want to, don't get me wrong, Bo Dallas is not Bray Wyatt. We know this, folks. He's not even close. We know this. That bow Leave crap was horrible. We get it. You gotta remember something though. Especially back then. He didn't have he didn't have creative control. Somebody was writing that for him, those sketches, bow Leave and all that crap. So I mean let's just, you know, let's just be honest here. Uh we're not fully KFAB uh uh wrestling here. We 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 tell it like it is so but yeah so I don't know. And then you know, here's the thing. Do I agree with Mandy Rose does? No, absolutely not. You guys know me. I'm uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I I, I just, I'm not into that stuff. It's garbage. It, it confuses our, our young kids. Don't need to see that stuff. Anyways, where it's kind of hypocritical of the WWE to fire her, and this has always been my argument, is they've taken some of her pictures before they fired her and put them on the website and advertised them. Like the one with the two titles, the UK title and the uh, NXT world title laying across her.
0: (laughs) What's that? Sorry. I was literally just going to say that. Like, oh, it's okay to post a picture of her wearing nothing but the the two title belts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they stole that picture from her fan page or whatever it's called. So, (laughs) I mean, it, it just... You know, we know why she was let go. I told you guys back when it first happened, she was let go because of all the disgusting charges against Mitch McMahon were coming to light then. And the pressure was getting deep. And therefore, they had to do something to try to save face, but it didn't work. I don't think it worked because they're still investigating the guy. So, all right, that's all I have for this episode. What say you? I think that's it for me, Kentucky guy. All right, folks. So you've been listening to Against the Match Wrestling Podcast with your co-hosts, Donnie Cage and the Kentucky Guy. As always, folks, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs>